0: Jason Swain,
1: touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All oh, you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to and a red flag. fueled by dead-end barbecue top 100 barbecue restaurant in america hope you are having a great evening we back at it ben <laughs> we are back at it again today that will be um this will be four hours my friend you, you ready my man jace was a long time no talk i know man long time no talk long time no see i will tell you this man i know you see me you see what this is don't you this is tea, hot. Wa- no, hot, warm tea. That's what you see. Because if you were listening during Joshua Swain today, my voice went out. Oh my goodness! Bing, give people your impersonation of me today. Well, you were
0: talking like. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking-
1: it just, like, it just went out I, I can't, talk. I can't <laughs> talk It just went out on me
0: <laughs> It was uh, I You know I'm kind of concerned about you Now that I think about it Why? I mean, Your voice is going out on you On August 11th And Brother I don't know if you know this or not But you have a lot of talking to do over the next couple of months And if, if your voice is going out on August 11th I'm a little concerned there My friend
1: Well, what happened was I was at practice from 8.30 to about 10.30. I was sitting there talking to people the whole time. So you take that, and then you come on to the show, and just kind of gave out. I don't have, like, the strongest voice to be able to talk all day long, which is why I don't really talk that much during the the day, Um, if I can help it, because it's really easy to lose my voice. But, yeah, you you heard it. If you heard Josh and Swain today, you heard it in real time. Like, it just totally went out, and I was trying to like, I can just clear my throat to try to get it to come back, but it, it said,
2: uh-uh, uh
1: uh-uh. no, 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 no. Not coming back. But hey, human, it happens.
0: I, I wish you could have seen your face. Was- I was surprised. <laughs> it, 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 you, you did not know what was going on. I had no clue. It's never <laughs> happened before. I was like, what is going on? You you did not swallow your spit the wrong way. You you did not need to clear your throat. I mean your 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 facial expression was was priceless in that moment.
1: Yeah, I had no uh, it's never happened before. I had no clue what to do, but I do know what to do now when I'm home and uh, I'm trying to get my voice back. That is drink some hot Earl Gray tea and uh, I'll be having some throat logingers later. So that's that's what I'll be doing awesome. for the rest of the day. Until tomorrow, man, we'll be doing the show again tomorrow on the sports animal from 12 to 3. So, Josh Ward is out, you'll be there tomorrow, you'll be there on Monday. Uh, so that's that's what we'll be doing, my friend. So, um, we I don't need to we'll waste any time about, huh?
0: <laughs> I know what we'll be talking about tomorrow and here in just a moment.
1: Oh, my goodness! Oh, my goodness. What is going on in Lexington, Kentucky? Oh, my goodness. Listen, I'm here for it. I ain't going to lie. (laughs) I am here for it. First, let me just give a shout-out to Josiah Jordan James for just being a freaking Tennessee legend. We'll get to why we are giving him a shout-out. But let's lay the table for the discussion. And then we'll get to Tennessee football practice. If you want to go there, good people who are listening, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Text box is always open here on the Swain event. We will get to fall practice, fall camp. There's some things that we did not touch on today during Josh and Swain, because you got all these breaks. So we ain't got them over here so we're gonna get it into detail all right so um but first Kentucky (laughs) this has been brewing for a while let's just get that straight what has been brewing been the friction between John Calipari and Mark Stoops it has been brewing for a while Mark Stoops a couple months ago mentioned NIL They've had some issues. It seems like some issues that, of course, made Mark Stoops feel like he need to come out and talk about it. The collective game up there, Lexington, just saying it ain't working for the football team the, like it is for the, the basketball program, huh? The what? The collectives up there. I know Mark. The, the N I L. Yeah, I think I. You know, I know Mark thinks is. It's uh, illegal. That's what he said. But the collectives, the collectives, not really working in the football team's favor. Calipari was asked about the collectives, and Calipari basically was like, "Yo, we we good over here. (laughs) We good. We got dudes right here riding around in Porsches. We have no problems with NIL. And like when he said that, I was like, hmm, so something there." Something there, Ben. Something is there. Now, today, today is what just sent it over the top. Oh, boy. Today sent it over the top. Coach Calipari, quote, this is a basketball school. Alabama is a football school, so is Georgia. No disrespect to our football program. I hope they win 10 games and go to bowls. But this is a basketball school. Ben, you know, anytime you say no disrespect, you're about to disrespect.
0: (laughs) There's a reason you are
1: saying no disrespect. (laughs) He he said, I hope they win 10 games and go to bowls. (laughs) But this is a basketball school. And I was like, oh, 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 okay, okay. And I was waiting first. I was waiting for Vince Morrow because I knew he was coming. I knew he was coming around the corner, man. He was about to steal on John Calipari. I knew he was coming. I knew he was going to come out the top rope, come out the rafters like sting. I knew he was coming, man. I knew he was coming. But you know what Mark Stoops said? Nah, bro, I got it. <laughs> I got it, I got, I got this one. You don't got to have my back. I got this one. So Mark Stoops quote tweeted Cal Tucker's tweet from The Athletic. It said, basketball school, I thought we competed in the SEC. Hashtag four straight postseason wins. And it gets better. Let me get to my screenshot photos on my phone because we got Kentucky football players tweeting and trying to delete stuff. But I tell you what, screenshots never die. Live forever. They live forever, forever, ever, ever, ever. So a Kentucky football player tweeted at Coach Cal. He didn't subtweet him. He tagged him and says, check this out. Y'all crap, we run the bluegrass. Y'all boys went out first round to St. Peter's L-M-A-O-O. Tag looks like some of his teammates. Oh, my gosh. Ben? Ben? <laughs> Christmas then came early for us. <laughs> early. <laughs> the, the SEC, it, hey, it means more. Ain't no doubt about that, but your your initial thoughts when you <laughs> when you saw that.
0: I, I was not surprised because Coach Cal loves to put – put his foot in his mouth i i many times uh have have explained on on the show the original swain event how annoying the john calipari circus is in terms of post game press conferences and how he he loves to make it a theatric and this is another classic example of it and you go watch the video of of him saying this and not just reading the quotes He's waving his hands and pausing, and he got to make a big deal about it. So I, I was not surprised that Coach Cal put his foot in his mouth yet again. Uh, and I don't think that it's very smart because right now the most popular man on that campus is Mark Stoops. Yes, Kentucky is a basketball school, uh, and, and folks will forever care about Kentucky basketball more than Kentucky football if, if you made Kentucky fans pick one or the other. They would probably pick Kentucky basketball. There's no probably about it. They would. Uh, I, I hesitated because Kentucky is in the South. Football is king in the South. But they would still pick Kentucky basketball. So for for him to say that, while he's not the most popular man on campus and, and everybody is already mad at him because of the St. Peter's debacle, and the St. Peter's debacle was on top of quite a few years now of Kentucky basketball not living up to the Kentucky basketball standard, Oh, I I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a, a very poor decision, um, but it, I was not at all uh, surprised whatsoever. And, and not to be too long-winded Swain, but you know how I feel uh, uh, when it comes to picking one sport over the other. I have long advocated for what it seems like a lot of people are now adopting, uh, and that is what Danny White tweeted, hashtag everything school. Uh, and Josiah Jordan-James also tweeted hashtag everything school you can be great in everything at a place like Tennessee you can commit the resources to Tennessee football Tennessee basketball and Tennessee baseball to all be national championship level programs at the same time you don't have to pick one or the other and that logic applies at Kentucky as well now you would have to pay me a whole lot of money to live in Lexington Kentucky but that that is the state's university school and they don't have to pick and choose between football and basketball. They can commit resources to where both can be successful at a very high level. Uh, so I I just hate the the origins of, of Coach Cal's comments that we're a basketball school. Okay, basketball may be the most popular program on campus, but that, that doesn't mean that football can also be very successful with, with great resources as well. And you're also slapping them in the face, like, like you mentioned, Swain. I know you said no disrespect, but when you say that this is a basketball school and, and you limit the the football program to just winning 10 games, to just winning bowl games, uh, and not really expanding that, hey, may, maybe one day they can go compete for the SEC East and play in Atlanta for the SEC Championship or possibly make the playoffs uh, one day. Like, you're limiting the program. Like, you are slapping the, the most entertaining and – and the program that fans care care about most right now. So, not surprised that Cal put his foot in his mouth. That that's what he does. But surprised, given where Kentucky basketball is at the moment and the fans'
1: frustration with him, that that he would go that route. So to Josiah Jordan James, and then we'll get to the phones. This is why Josiah Jordan James is the goat today. And quite frankly, Mayor Jacobs needs to make today. Josiah Jordan James Day. But since the day's already over, how about tomorrow? (laughs) How about we officially give Josiah Jordan James the key to Knoxville tomorrow? This is why. Josiah Jordan James replied on Mark Stoops' tweet and says, yikes. Five laughing emojis. We love each other on this side too." Orange heart emojis. Everybody eats. Hashtag Vol Nation. Hashtag Everything School. Ooh, ooh, ooh jo, Josiah, Josiah, you <laughs> had to do them like that, Josiah. But we like it. Let's go to the let's go to the phones. Ooh, hey, good evening. Who do we have with us? Good evening. Hey, hello, sir.
2: Hello, sir. How
1: are you, gentlemen? I, I'm fantastic. Who are we speaking to? Who do we have the pleasure to speaking with this evening?
2: Dave Tona.
1: Dave Tona. This ain't no Dave Tona. This it is. This Dave Tona. It's Dave Tona. Dave Tona, man, we miss you, man. Good evening, man. It's good to hear from you. I was thinking about you the other day. Yeah. Well, I I've had a hard time catching on to Thursday nights. So I apologize. It's all good, brother. That's why, that's why we podcast it. But it's good to hear you live, man. Good to hear you. Good to hear you. How you doing, Mr. McKee? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Have you had that baby?
0: We did. Uh, three weeks old this Saturday. He is as healthy as can be. I appreciate you asking.
2: Incredible. Incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. That. I- Guys, I just, I I, I really honestly have nothing to say. I just wanted to say hello. I know it's coming to to the end of the show, but
0: I just wanted to tell you guys hi.
1: Oh, well, thank you. you. Thank you, Daytona. We just getting started. We we are just getting started (laughs) over over here, Daytona. But we appreciate your phone call. Love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. 865 255 Man, oh, man. If you are Mitch Barnhart, the AD at Kentucky, you are going crazy right now. You got to pour something strong for this mess that's in your lap. Oh my! Well, goodness. Swain,
0: you you know
1: Mark Stoops is hurting. Did did you scroll
0: down Mark Stoops timeline?
1: I'm in I'm in the timeline. Let me see what's going on.
0: He's retweeting folks that are throwing shade at Coach Cal. He's not and, doing that. Yes, he, he is, not. unless he's gone and undone it. When, when I went and looked earlier, undone he, he was – not undone a word?
1: Yeah, it is. Hold on.
0: It did not – Oh, it he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, somebody tweeted, only 21 days until college football season, and it's a video of a sold-out Kroger field blocking a field goal against Kentucky and returning it for a, a, a touchdown – he went back five days and said, hashtag Big Blue Nation begs to differ. Don't disrespect our great fans like this. And then he, he he retweeted a tweet that said, the football team has had more success than basketball the last four to five years. Not even close. He's got a point.
1: Well, Stoops, y'all y'all basically got the same fans, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he,
0: and then another one. Comments by Cal, in my opinion, were insulting. He retweeted that tweet too. He he's hurting.
1: Oh, he he's hate, hurting. He in the feelings.
0: this this Morrow's tweeting. He,
1: oh, they in the feelings? He 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 in his feelings right there. And I you know I would be mad too, for sure. I would be upset too. I would be upset too. But y'all got the same fans, coach. And I, if I had to pick a side, I'm on Stoops' side, honestly. I mean, I know it don't mean anything because yes. I'm not, you know, a Kentucky guy. But like, if it, if you need to know what side I'm on, I'm on Stoops' side because I feel you. What he has done there has been impressive. You got to give Stoops his credit. He has done a great job at Kentucky. He has done more with his football program, with the talent that he has gotten, than what Coach Cal has done in Kentucky with the talent that he has got. So I got a lot of respect for Mark Stoops. I do. I do as a football coach. I think Coach Morrow, I know he hates Tennessee. I I enjoy his Twittering. It's entertaining to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this content. Oh, man, I just want to, I just, I feel like I need to give thanks. To something. Just to the man above us or Stoops or somebody. My goodness, man. This is this is a gem. Dude, we got Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. And then this within six months, we don't deserve this, man. We don't deserve this.
0: Well, and my my other favorite part about looking
1: at Vince Morrow's timeline
0: is uh Jordan Rogers put out his top five quarterbacks in the SEC and number one was uh Bryce Young, as you would expect. Number two was Spencer Rattler, number three was Hendon Hooker. Uh, and I, I forget exactly who four and five were. were. I know KJ Jefferson was one, uh, and the other one was not Will Levis. So you you can imagine that Vince Morrow got a hold of that one and said, "LOL," something yeah. along those lines. For for a program that that wins as much as they do, and, and when I say that, I'm I'm speaking to Kentucky football standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. the, the, they they win a whole lot by Kentucky football standards. Uh, and they've really captivated the fan base. I mean, Mark Stoops is what Tony Vitello is to, to Tennessee, Tennessee fans. I mean, that that's what they are to Kentucky fans uh, for, for guys who have just completely flipped the program and, and win so much for their standards. They sure do get caught up in what people are saying about them. I, I, I would understand if you're Eli Drinkwitz or Shane Beamer in year two and trying to rebuild a program and, even, even then it's silly to be worried about that. I don't see Josh Ibel worried about what people are saying about them, but what are they? Eight, nine, ten years into this and winning a whole lot and, and they're so worried about what other people are saying.
1: It's uh it's remarkable, but hey. We're gonna leave it there because we gotta talk about Tennessee, fall camp. And we will do that. <laughs> wow. I, I I I can't believe it. You, you see so many other schools, Auburn, Tennessee, you know, so many other programs around the country have adopted the everything school mantra. Oh, not Coach Cal. He's like, damn that. <laughs> damn that. No, this is a basketball school. I'm the coach of the basketball school. Oh, boy. Man. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. Keep doing it y'all, y'all entertaining us 865 255 we'll take a quick time out come back tennessee football fall camp the latest with ben mckee myself jason swain here on the swain event live from the low t center studio swain event fueled by dead end barbecue stay with us we'll be right back guys if you notice a lack of energy motivation and drive it could be low t you know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at low t center they now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just 155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance if you don't live near a Low-T-Center or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low-T-Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low-T-Center, reinventing men's healthcare.
3: Hey there, Swain event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols.
0: You're listening to the Swain event. You don't Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. All
1: right, welcome back. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. I don't want to hear nothing from you, Kentucky fans. I don't want to hear nothing from you. You need to mind your business. No, it is our business, it's everybody's business. Y'all coach being messy, we talking about it. We talking about it. We was minding our business. You put your business on the street. We talking about what's on the street. You made it public. So I don't want to hear nothing, Kentucky fans. I don't want to hear it. All right. (laughs) Ben. Woo-hoo-hoo. First scrimmage on Tuesday, off yesterday, back on the practice field today. Mentioned this earlier uh, in the day on Joshua Swain on Sports Animal this might be the longest practice I think I've I've seen in a very, very long time. I was there for a good two hours. I mean a whole two hours. 8 30, 10 30. I left. It was several periods left on the on the practice agenda. 24 periods these guys had today. And um they were in shorts. The media was open to two periods. But, Ben, there's some things to take away from from practice there's some some guys moving and shifting in terms of the depth chart who stands out to you the most as far as maybe the biggest mover in your eyes Ooh, that is that is a great question
0: uh i'm gonna relay the thought that i shared on josh and swain today uh i was so lucky to grace the airwaves today and will tomorrow and monday as well um but i'll i'll share the same thought that I shared on the show earlier today. And and that's that after a whole lot of moaning and, and groaning about Tennessee's recruiting class, and, and I feel like realistic fans were pleased with the class. I mean, Josh Heupel year one, simply recruiting with what the on-field product was. And then on top of the off-the-field stuff with the the NCAA investigation cloud, the, the class at the time looked pretty good on paper. Cause you, you saw Tyree West and Josh Josephs and, and guys like that. Uh, and, and now when they've gotten to campus, Swain, I, I look around at this freshman class and just about every single one of them is either flashing in the sense of, okay, they're going to contribute this year. Dylan Sampson, he's going to play a whole lot. Squirrel white. He's going to play a whole lot. Uh, and then you, you even see guys like a, a Brian Grant who – or even Chaz Nimrod. Like, those two guys, they're not going to contribute this year. Maybe Chaz Nimrod towards the end. But Brian Grant isn't going to probably step on the field in, unless they let him play in, in four games as mop-up duty and pr- preserve his red shirt. But, like, those two guys are impressing here and there to where there's a thought that, okay, those guys are going to be able to help us down the road. They, they love Brian Grant's – Athleticism. Uh and, and you can go on down the list. Uh, uh I mentioned Squirrel White and Dylan Sampson. Taven Jackson I think has uh surprised people uh to the extent where they're they're more pleased with what they they have in him Me than Harper. They original. She was thought. born to Kara. And, uh, was- and, and, and then you look at a, a guy like Caleb Webb, who has potential to contribute this season on the defensive side of the ball. I mentioned Tyree West. Like Tyree West is going to play as a freshman. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how much, but but he's going to play, and he looks really good. Uh, I can see Jordan Phillips playing uh, as as well. Uh, you, you look at the linebackers and Elijah Herring. He, he's just so mature. He he kind of reminds me of uh, another Jalen Reeves-Maybin, uh, a guy that doesn't necessarily have athletic ability that just jumps out at you, but just is so mature and just a really good football player and he's going to do what he's supposed to do, and he's not going to bust, and he's going to make plays uh, because of his maturity and football IQ and things of that nature. Uh, Elijah Perry, um, I mean, that, that kid, or not Elijah Perry, but Caleb Perry, um, he he is an athletic freak. Uh, somebody said, I think it was Brian Jean-Marie or Tim Banks, one of the two, said he's top 10% athlete on the entire roster, which they knew when, when they were getting. Now they just need to teach him how to play linebacker. Uh, so you can, you've you got two good inside linebackers. You look on the edge and Josh Josephs and and um, uh, the, James Pierce, like yeah. those two guys are going to be dudes for Tennessee. I yeah. don't know how big of an impact they'll have this year. I think they'll play, but like by the time their career is done, if they stay out of trouble and stay healthy, they're going to be absolute dudes. And, and then in the secondary, I'm president of the Christian Harrison fan club. You can just tell that his dad being Rodney Harrison really coached him up and Uh, again not a guy that I think is going to play a ton as a freshman but I think he can crack the two deep at times and get some playing time here and there and I I think he'll have a good career Uh, so uh, a lot of moaning and groaning from some over that initial uh, Josh Heupel recruiting class and and then all of a sudden you look on the field and you see guys scattered and and I've forgotten guys like a a Justin Williams Thomas who's going to have a nice career I think uh, as well and for me when you look at this class and how this current recruiting class kind of fits that same mold of taking a chance on guys and, and trying to find some hidden gems for me personally, it, it built up some trust seeing what this, and look, we'll see how they play in games. It's two weeks of fall camp. We'll, we'll continue to evaluate and let it play out. But the early, early returns on this signing class is, is really good in my opinion. And for me, that builds up trust uh, and goodwill, for this upcoming class because this upcoming class kind of fits that same mold in my
1: opinion. Yeah, that's some, that's some good stuff right there. Uh, no disrespect, but this freshman class is better than last year's freshman class. Am might be, am might be disrespectful by saying no disrespect. <laughs> yes. I mean, it is true. You just said it. You just, I mean, you just went on a whole long diatribe of, of why these freshmen stand out to you. So they got to be better than last year's freshman. And that's what you want if you're Josh Heupel. And quite frankly, that's the, just, it's just the truth. Uh, they, well, do you think I'm being too optimistic
0: with, with all that I, I said, can you spot any lies in anything I said?
1: No. I mean, I think there's a reason to be optimistic about, about the newcomers. I think there's a reason to be optimistic about some of the guys that we, that we've had too. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty natural to kind of gravitate towards the, 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 the shiny new toy. But we got some, man. We got some toys in the, in, in the drawer. It's been there, but they, they good too. And I know you're not trying to just dis- discount or just forget about the current players, uh, or the old heads. But it's an, it's it can be a nice mix. And special teams, like always, can be a great place for some of the young players to get on the football field and impact games. Uh, you just watched James Pierce. He, listen, he' gonna be special. When mm-hmm. this is a question? Will it be the moment he steps on the football field as a freshman? Who knows? Could be, or will it take a couple games? Will it take a season? Who knows? But like, he is going to, he's gonna flash. I think in his freshman year. When will it be? First SEC game? Will it be the first big game against Pitt? Will it be the first game of the season? I don't know, but uh, I think, I think you're right. Especially with Dylan Sampson, um, I think I said this Tuesday on Josh and Swain. I said it yesterday, I think, on Josh and Swain. I'm saying it to, I'll, say it, I'll say it right now again. But the 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 run that Dylan Sampson had, he flashed. Made a guy miss. Took it to the house. It was it was good stuff. And then Jabari Small was just in his bag all day long. Dude, it's like watching. <clears throat> it's like watching. Um, I ain't trying to be dramatic here, but it's like the first thing that came to mind. It's like kind of watching an artist. You like just sit there <laughs> and just kind of watch an artist just paint and just do their thing. Watching Jabari Small run the football kind of reminds me of that because he's picking and choosing kind of where to go. He doesn't hit the whole 100 miles per hour. He changes speed, changes directions. I mean, he is falling forward. Like, I haven't seen him fall backwards yet. It's just it's just so, so cool to just watch him play football. And and, and my man is healthy now. Yes. Like, he is healthy. And that's going to be the change. I know a lot of people was loving up on – Tyon Evans, and I understand. I like Tyon Evans as a player, too. I also recognize that 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 Jabari was hurt throughout the season. And I know that early in the season, Tyon flashed a little bit brighter. But, man, Jabari Small, I think, is poised for a huge year. And he's going to be one of the best backs in this league in terms of rushing yardage. He had around 800 yards or so last year, I think he's gonna have well over a thousand yards. He is gonna do some work. And you can just tell. You can just tell Ben. Um today I was at practice and Jabari walked by. I was like, hey, they go that bad man right there. Uh we daffed each other up and I'm I'm just I'm just hey man. This is what people tune in for. They want the insight. I'm giving them the insight. I ain't trying to brag. Just let people know. Ben but then, yes, for his craft too. I might. I'm that might be a good idea, Ben. I might as well get it now. That's a good idea. I might do that next time. And then I saw I saw Coach Mack. And you could just tell. I was like, well, I was like, hey, Coach Mack, man, Jabbar look good. And he had that walk. He had that confidence <laughs> walk. Like when, when and on Ben, you can explain this. You can you can you can back me up on this because you've been to enough practices covering Tennessee. <laughs> to know this. Like, when a position coach knows that his group is good, you can see it in the, on his face. You can see his confidence. He's in a good mood. He walks different. He talks different. And Jerry Mack got a little swag to him right now. He got a limp in his step. He he is confident. He got some good players. Of course, he had an injury with uh, Leneef Whitehead, Jalen Rice battling back. But he... he Jared might know he got a stud, uh, and he yes. got some good young players. So that's kind of what's, what what stood out to me. Um, I think, to
0: answer your your, your question, Swain, yes, I, I think you, you I think you kind of just detailed what my answer to your original question of what guys have skyrocketed up the depth chart. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that there is a guy because I, I think that this roster. Is made up of guys like Jabari Small, but based on movement, have, movement. Yeah, but to, to me, like, there's there's not a guy really, uh, unless you can think of somebody that that rattles my brain. But just thinking like that, to me, there's not a guy that's like jumped up the, the depth chart because this this roster is a bunch of guys coming back from last year that have something to prove that need to get better. Uh, and, and to me, that's kind of what Tennessee's too deep is made of. Uh, you. you you, you lose key guys, and you have some newcomers here and there, but they've all kind of slid into the depth chart about where you would expect. I got uh, one for and,
1: you. I got three for you.
0: And it's also early in camp, so maybe this is a, a better question to answer next Thursday rather than this Thursday after they've had two scrimmages under their belt.
1: I got, I got, I got a couple. I got your back. I got you right here. Um, Hit me. I got three guys. And I'm not talking about like they went from – you know, Cedric Tillman, state catches in his career to going over a thousand, that type of movement. But I do have three guys I mentioned that has that have made some movement. Okay. Um first, I think Gerald Mincy has moved a little bit. Well, a couple of days ago, I looked at this thing and I was like, man, JJ Crawford got he got he got the lead. Like he out in front. But I was at practice today and I was like, Oh, oh, okay, Gerald, I see you. All right. He's closing closing the gap. All right. He's making he's making a, a charge. So that thing that left tackle position that 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 thing is going to be interesting to to follow as we approach game week and you mentioned this on the show today that it's going to continue to be interesting between between those guys in that position. Like that's going to be an ongoing process I think at left tackle. Um another guy now it's two receivers, and you know I got another. I got a fourth guy. One receiver. Brew- I, I
0: have one at receiver. Okay, number nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Mike visor.
1: Yep, yep. Nineteen. But I was gonna mention Bruben McCoy first. I was gonna mention Bruben McCoy first because he's starting to get better football shape. He looks more comfortable. Um, like last week, he he was in the back taking them them reps with guys that won't be playing. He's he not taking them reps right now. He taking he taking reps, he's catching the ball from number five. If you feel what I'm saying. If you understand the and word, looking pretty good doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you understand the words I like coming out of my mouth, going Chris Tucker on you. Like he he catching the ball from number five. So that should tell you what you need to know. And then Walker Merrill. Cause Walker Merrill's running more with 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 the ones and I hate that he's going to through that thing with the visor, I didn't know he had those those migraines. I didn't know that was an issue for him. I, I saw him today. I was like, damn, he look, he look cool with that with that visor on. But I didn't like put two and two together that he was the only one rocking the visor. And the receivers talked to the media today, and the reason why is because he has these crazy migraines. He wants to get this waiver from the NCAA to allow him to be able to wear it. And hopefully he's able to wear it because there's no way that you can play football with a migraine focus on catching the ball getting hit and be the best that you can be like there's no way so i just hope for his sake that he gets he gets away from the ncaa they say they care about the kids man NCAA said they care about the kids that's what they said
0: i feel bad for him too because and, and i don't know how it seems pretty bad but i, I don't get him as bad anymore but when i get migraines they completely wipe me out. Like I, I lose feeling in my fingers. I can't see out of one of my eyes. Like I I don't get them as often as I used to. When I was in middle school, it it was like a, a morning ritual. (laughs) First block of each school day, I, I would have a debilitating migraine for like 45 minutes to an hour. And now as I've gotten older, I get less of them. But when I do get them, I mean, it knocks me on my butt for a day or two. So I can't imagine trying to play football with a migraine mm-hmm. and not being able to feel my hands and not be able to see out of one of my eyes and mm. uh, on top of the massive headache and, and feeling like you need to throw up. Like I, I just, I feel for him. So I, I hope, I hope he can get that waiver and be able to play with that. He said it really helps him in the day games. Uh, so that that would be awesome if the NCAA can, can help him out with that.
1: Yeah. I know, man. Or Tennessee just needs to start winning more games and we play more night games. How about that? All right, let's get to the phones. <laughs> And uh, who do we have this evening? Good evening. Hey, good afternoon. This is T Mac uh, from Georgia. Uh, I just called, just wanted to shout out my brother, T Mac. It's his birthday today. I just want to give him a big orange celebration for his birthday. T um, Mac, also- where's, where's your brother? He, I didn't want to give out his, his name. He's out uh, in the mountains of the Midwest America. He's in the mountains. Um. Huh. Well, I hopefully he's safe and enjoying his birthday. I just want all of, of our nation to just give him a huge shout out for his birthday. I want everyone to have an excellent day and a great season going forward because that's what we all need. That's what we all want to need. That's right. Um. And also congratulations on the birth of the son. Thank you. you. Well. Um, and that's all I had to say. Man, thank so you. Well. Thanks so much for the, for the love hmm that's an interesting and shout out to c-mac happy birthday what's my C- brother what's c-mac we talking about that c-mac
0: because this is real C- brother yes i believe so it's i could i could hear a, a similarity there
1: you hear memphis did you hear that memphis twang in there mm-hmm.
0: i heard that memphis man wait a minute
1: it's c-mac's birthday
0: it is and the this is my fault i he texted me at the beginning of Josh and Swain today and said, hey, give me a birthday shout-out. And I meant wow. to, to, to do it or, or to at least tell you. Um, he double-texted me. So I, I was responding to the other text that he sent me. He, and he said, can you wish C-Mac a happy birthday on air? And I meant to say something to you about it, and it, it completely slipped my mind because I was replying to his other text. So I apologize, oh, C-Mac, man. but I, I hope you're having a happy birthday and – you, you really enjoyed your day, my friend.
1: Yeah, man. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. Happy birthday, C Mac. What you think he's about forty seven today? Um. Uh, no, I, th- I think he I think he'd probably be in his early thirties, but you know, I think the gray hair is coming though. <laughs> them gray hairs coming, C Mac. Don't try to don't try to don't try to dye it. Be natural. Be natural. All right, uh, let me let me give you a good little message from my good friends at Hiller. Hiller is going to give you some free cool stuff. This is what they're going to give you. So when you purchase a new tankless water heater, Hiller is going to give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler, and them Yetis are nice, super nice. So you need a tankless water heater? This is the time to do it. You're going to get that Yeti Tundra cooler with that. Also. If you purchase a new whole home generator, Hiller's going to give you a free Traeger wood pillar. That's right, Hiller. Hiller plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical. Hiller's keeping you cool for the back to school with a special limited-time financing promotion on HVAC replacement. So, zero interest, financing for up to 12 months on select hvac systems hvac systems so there's not a better time to make sure you take advantage of those deals the weather's changing there's a little bit more of the heat but take advantage of that before it starts to get cold outside hillers work is backed by the happy you'll be or service is free guarantee we gotta take another timeout.
0: we gotta take well, another timeout. Real, real
1: quick real Re- quick All right, you, you, you know? said you had a
0: fourth I don't believe you mentioned the fourth player. You, oh, yeah, you said Mincy, Christian Charles, and the two receivers,
1: Christian Charles, uh, 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 Christian Charles,
0: like I love me some Christian Charles. Yeah, I, I, I love some Christian Charles.
1: Yeah, out there in that corner. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, how about Marion McDonald? Okay, okay. Now that now I,
0: that's a good
1: one. I like, He's I, a guy ooh. that I think has come out
0: of nowhere. This this off season in general. I think he had a fabulous winter, a fabulous spring, fabulous summer in the process of having a, a fabulous uh, fall camp. And I think he's one that's going to kind of come out of nowhere uh, in the fans eyes.
1: I like him. I, I really, really do. I want to see him on the field as much as possible or the special teams defense. I don't care. That dude is about his business. <laughs> he will Lay you out. I'm here. I'm here for that. I like the way he plays. Love the way he plays. Volstorm says, "How much does C might pay him for that plug?" <laughs> Ooh, oh man. Ain't nothing like swaying that family. Ain't nothing like. It. Ain't nothing like it. All right, we gotta take a quick time out. Your phone calls, your questions and comments on the text box, we got you. We will get to the text box when we come back from, from break. It's Ben McKee, ballquest.com. He's at the house. Knox is chilling. I tried to get permission to take Knox to Costco wearing a uh, harness. But uh, I got shut down. So I'm gonna have to wait a little bit longer. So, uh Maybe during the break, I'll try to negotiate a little bit more. 865-25503. We'll take a quick time out. We'll be back after this.
3: Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it, and I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon, and go Vols!
2: Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend
1: going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T-level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to lowtcenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing. Men's
0: the conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on
2: Twitter and like this show on Facebook.
1: I can't, I can't stop laughing at what's going on in Kentucky. I'm sorry. It's great. It is great. It's great for college athletics man you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of high school coaches fighting over an athlete choosing what sport to play one that plays baseball one plays basketball football and the high school coaches like fighting over each other fighting with each other over that player that's what it feels like (laughs) oh man oh oh all right we got some good stuff here on the youtube chat box Derrick Robertson said, let's go. We going. We going. Where? Mm, I'm about to be going to bed here in about 30 minutes to an hour. But we'll be going back on the air tomorrow at 12 p.m. on 991 The Sports Animal. Josh Ward's out of town. And uh, you've so gracious to, to join and fill in. And so uh, you did that today. We'll do it tomorrow and we will do it on Monday. So you know, there's a lot of folks saying, man, we, we miss y'all. We miss the Swain event and I appreciate it. And I, you know, I miss, I miss y'all too. I miss, I miss the show and uh, as well, but you get me and Ben for three hours tomorrow afternoon, 12 to three. So we'll make it happen tomorrow. And again, on, on, on Monday, uh, but again, YouTube chat question if i miss josh and swain is there a way to listen to it later on in the day yeah wherever you go listen to podcasts search josh and swain it'll pop up we podcast it every single day so it's it's there we appreciate them we appreciate them downloads we appreciate them numbers jason caldwell says goodness i missed the show appreciate that mr caldwell mr mornings y'all on every night no aaron young we not on every night there's no way we could permission to do that so every thursday night 8 30 live and then we podcast everything and so you can go out and check it out uh you welcome you welcome you're welcome uh what size hat does swain wear Damn, what are you trying to say what are you trying to say man you trying to say i got a big head yep i don't even have a big head i have a, like a small pea head actually i don't I had to actually over there. My White Sox hat, I thought I lost, but I didn't lose. Remember that story, Ben?
0: Well, oh, I remember that story. It, it just looks like you you have a big head because you got that that linebacker neck, that defensive lineman neck.
1: Whatever. I got I got a – I have a P head. C-Mac. I, I text C-Mac asking him for his birthday in capital letters because I didn't know he going to text me back. Small lowercase letters. Yes, all soft. He's a beta man. He's supposed to be. Yeah, he is he needs an alpha up on his birthday. Yeah, yeah, it's my birthday. B Rat says finally get the list to miss you guys. Thank you, B Rat. Uh, Ball Fan says, can you go back and talk about how Ben said Tony V is Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops has taken nine years to make Kentucky. A mediocre team. Tony V took Tennessee to the World Series in the year four. They would have gone in year three if it not for COVID. Also, I've never seen a grown woman cry uh, because they got a cameo from Mark Mark Stoops. I knew I
0: knew somebody would nitpick that comment. Yeah. I knew somebody would. I, I was <laughs> I was saying it out loud and in my head, I told myself somebody is going to nitpick that. I, I'm not I'm not even touching that. <laughs>
1: Uh, Kentucky's not a mediocre team, so. No, they, don't 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 say
0: that, swing They are not. Do mediocre. not say that because I said the other day on the GQ that Kentucky. I believe the word that I used was strong. Kentucky has a strong program yeah. at the moment, and I got ripped to absolute sh- shreds. Yeah. I mean, I just got yeah. absolutely tore
1: a new one. Yeah, you, you. gotta learn how to take put your emotions. To the side sometimes when it's time to talk like truth. The fact is Kentucky is not mediocre. Are they overrated? You can say they are because their schedule is not tough like some of the other teams in the SEC who go out there and win 19 games. They probably go through a harder road to get there, but it is what it is. Like, they're not mediocre. They're not. They're not mediocre. Stoops has done a good job. You gotta give credit what credit is due. You gotta be able to put your hate to the side, your bias to the side. You gotta be able to put that to the side. Your fandom, you gotta be, and, you gotta tell the truth. And and the the simple
0: point of my Vitello Stoops comment was that they turned a program that nobody cared about into a program that people cared deeply about. That's that's it. Don't yeah. don't overthink it. That that's all I meant by that. Yeah, yeah. That's simple.
1: Now that, that's that's perfect. Yeah. The program no one cared about, and everybody cared about. That's that's exactly what Tony Vitello did at Tennessee, and has done. Uh, Josh in Virginia says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I am still doing the pregame shows this year." So the question is, I didn't, I didn't even say it. Still doing the pregame shows this year, Ben. You're gonna be able to be in the press box with the youngin. No, I ain't gonna be able to do that now. <laughs> but I will be doing the pregame shows. Big Orange Countdown, Vol Network, this year, just like last year. Looking forward to that. Middle Tennessee, Rick says, hey, guys, congratulations, Ben, on your new baby boy. Thank you. Mississippi Vol says, for a minute, I thought you were going to say it's like watching a burial LT. Yeah, when I was talking about Jabari Small, I wouldn't do that now. No, it's like watching watching Jabari Small run the football. It's like watching it's like watching an artist like paint, man. It's just, it's pretty cool. And I hope that he does the same thing in the games. So y'all can see what I'm seeing right now. I got a feeling that he will. Please, Jabari. Make me look good. <laughs> make me look good.
0: So so what so what you're saying is Jabari Small is Alvin Kamara?
1: No, I ain't saying nothing like that. Vols 1997.
0: You you hyped up Eric Gray. Now you're hyping up Jamari Small.
1: And Eric Gray did exactly what I said he was going to do when he was out there in the field. He just went on the field long for Tennessee. Vols 1997 says, how concerned are you guys about LSU's receiving core facing our DBs? Worried Brian Kelly is going to have Miles Brennan ripping it all day long. A lot of talk about September right now, but really looking forward to that matchup would be a huge win for Hypo and company. That game is going to be tough. That game is going to be, tough. they got arguably the best receiver in the sec. We arguably have the best receiver in the sec. That game's going to come down to other dudes outside of Boutte and Tillman doing something. What are you going to do? And whose secondary is going to play better to limit big plays LSU they brought in a lot of players from the transfer portal so that's gonna be good and
0: and not to be super simplistic but I'm worried about Tennessee's secondary going up against any receiver core at the moment until they they prove that they they are better than what they were last year I mean as I said earlier when, when Swain was talking about the depth chart and kind of why I don't feel like there's necessarily been a guy just skyrocket uh, up the depth chart. And, and I real, realized what Swain was saying about guys progressing up the depth chart. Uh, I, my mind, for whatever reason, went to the drastic end and was thinking about guys skyrocketing. But yeah. uh, th- this roster is made up of guys coming back and, and looking to be better than they were last year. And, and I think the linebacker room and the defensive back room just completely – is exactly that. Just guys that that were here last year that didn't really have good years, and the, the fans' perception of them isn't that great. Now, can they rewrite the perception of them? A Jalen McCullough who is slimmed down, uh, a Trayvon Flowers who who looks like he is going to benefit uh, from another year of experience under his belt. Warren Burrell, Kamal Haddon, they they're, they're kind of skipping around to a different beat it seems like we'll, we'll see what happens when the bullets start flying in a real game. Uh, same with Jeremy banks and Aaron Beasley and Jawan Mitchell. Like I, I do. I don't know if you feel the same way, Swain. They look better in practice they to do. me. They, they, they look like different players, but will that translate to a game? And until it does translate to a game, quite frankly, I'm worried about Tennessee
1: secondary going up against anybody until they prove otherwise. Yeah, it's, and, and this is always a question you ask yourself. During inter-squad scrimmages, is okay. If one side is making plays, does that mean the other side is not good, or does that mean the other side is good but this side is really good because they're making plays on that side? Like, how do you know? And right now, like, I need to see. I need to see some more big, big plays from the wideouts on these DBs. I need to see more of those. I need to see more. More big big time plays. That that has to, remember last year, that was the foundation of this offense, along with the tempo, was the big play potential. And those explosive plays. Like we gotta have those. So I need to see more of those from, from the wild outs. A lot, pressure, a lot of pressure on those guys. I haven't really talked about it that much, because I don't want to just put a bunch of weight on them and pressure, but Bears pressure.
0: Well, yeah. I I agree with you. And and I started to say this as we went to break today on the show on Josh and Swain. We were talking about the running backs, we were talking about offensive tackle, uh, specifically the, the left tackle competition. And, and those are big question marks. Who starts at left tackle and protects hidden and hookers blind side? Who who steps up with Jabari Small and, and helps provide some depth in that room. And and even as great as Jabari Small looks, it's a big question mark whether he can stay healthy or not, because Mm -hmm. he hasn't to this point in his career. But as big question marks as those are, the thing I'm worried about most on the offense lane is your receiver position, your receiver room. Uh, And and that's simply because I I think Cedric Tillman is going to have an awesome year. Uh, I, I think Jalen Hyatt is going to have an awesome year. I think Brew McCoy will have an awesome year. But even with Brew and Hyatt, like there's still a question mark as of today. even though I do think they'll have a great year. I just think there's so much uncertainty at that position. And you heard a lot of receivers talked up today in the media from, from Kelsey Pope. I do wonder how much of it is genuine and, and how much of it is – him trying to to boost the confidence of a guy or, or get a guy going, try to get them to be more consistent. But that's the position I'm worried about most on, on offense at the moment just because of the the lack of established depth and, and playmakers. So Somebody's really got to step up and, and help out Tillman. And, again, I think Hyatt will have a big year. I, I think Brew will as well. I feel much better about Brew today than I did on the first day of fall camp. Now that he's getting into the more football shape, which is to be expected, but you, you need more than three receivers. You kind of got away with it last year, but it also took you till the end of September to figure out that that you could get away with Tillman, uh, Payton, and Velas. So ho- hopefully, that can be a quicker process this this season.
1: Tillman has gotten better, folks. Tillman has gotten better. Hendon is throwing the hell out of the ball. His footwork looks sharp. His leadership is is on another level. Like it's his team, he brings the juice. People are feeding off his energy. T- Tillman has gotten better, folks. It's going to be fun to see. Good luck playing him one-on-one, but it's going to take other dudes on the other side to make sure that the one-on-one matchups continue and teams are not able to bracket Tillman and double team Tillman and-, and shade to Tillman side. We we can't we can't be having all that. Jennifer Morris. Hey, Jennifer says she is cautiously optimistic about the football season. I feel like it's so hard to make pred- predictions simply because of injury possibilities praying these kids stay healthy. I'm glad Jennifer brought that up because we started the show in the first half hour about this. (laughs) Y'all, don't let Roman Harper hype y'all up. Mm -mm. Don't let him hype y'all up. I appreciate the love. I love the positivity on the big network. I get it. But don't let him have you out here with these crazy expectations. Don't let him do it. Now, y'all know me. If you don't, you better ask somebody. It's not fair to undersell a team drastically or overhype a team drastically because this is what happens just because you get a little excited when you over hype team, and you have some expectations that a lot of stuff would have to come together to win 10 games to go 10 a2 like a lot of stuff guys The margin of error will be, like, the size of a pea to do that. So the size of your head? Yeah, sure. But, like, when you you have these inflated expectations and they look unfair, you're setting them up to fail. Like, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed and think that the team is underachieving if they don't win 10 games. That's what's going to happen. If you you are telling yourself 10 games should happen, it should happen because that's what I heard on TV. Don't let these folks hype you up. And I love me some Roman Harper on on TV. I'm glad he's part of the network. I love me some Peter Burns. Man, don't let these dudes hype y'all up and have you out here mad that you, you, you lost a close game to a really good football team, making you think you should have won that game, then maybe you just you played the best that you could. And you, it would have been worse. So is this team better in some areas? Yes, absolutely, they're better in some areas. Are some individual guys better? Better? Yes, some guys are individually better. But guys, Tennessee was one of the top teams in the SEC as far as NFL draft picks, the five. And people are just blinking like you just going to replace Villas Jones and snap of a finger. Y'all, he was special. Matthew Butler and Rodney Garner talked about this a couple days ago. Yo, he's going to be hard to replace. He said it. Am I going to step up and and be more vocal? Be be like Matthew Butler when it comes to, you know, speaking up. So let's wait till we see him play against Pittsburgh, all right? (laughs) Let's wait till we see him play against Florida, all right? Let's let's wait to see. Give them a chance to to play a game against a a good opponent. And Pittsburgh is going to be a tough Tough ass test, right quick, Ben. They're gonna be a tough test because Pittsburgh in the last three years lead the country in sacks, man. Like, them dudes are gorillas up front. And that's gonna be a great challenge for, for our fo- football team. All right, Ben. Sorry, then we'll go to the phones and we'll wrap up.
0: Oh, I I I wasn't saying anything serious. I, I just can't believe your your lack of respect for ball state and, and the fact that you are overlooking them and automatically see. jumping. To to Pittsburgh, but no, I I was going to make the small comment about that. that (laughs) Uh, But I I do think Tennessee is better football team from top to bottom, just in terms of uh, depth and and speed and and size and and strength. But it's still not where it needs to be. Uh, They they've made probably a little bit more than a, a gradual increase. Like they they've taken a nice step forward, but not a nice step forward to where they're. It's a 10-win football team. Uh, yeah. That That's just – you are setting yourself up for failure and you are placing unrealistic expectations on this team if you think they're going to go win 10 games. Because it's not happening. I'll just I'll tell you right now, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope it does. I hope it
1: does. So I hope we're wrong.
0: I, I, I would be absolutely stunned if they won 10 games. Uh, again, and that doesn't mean they'll have a bad year. I, I think this is going to be a pretty good football team. I, I think it could – certainly proved to be the, the second best team in, in the East uh, behind Georgia. I, I think that is a strong possibility that Tennessee proves to be the second best team in the East, but 10 wins. Whew, that's a lot in year two, considering everything Josh Heifel had to take over.
1: This would have, this is what would need to happen to do that. All right. So let's, let's, let's go ahead and get, let's go and count the more than likely wins, right? Ball state, Akron, UT Martin, Missouri-Vanderbilt. Is that pretty fair? Yep. All right, that's five. That's five right there. That's five wins right there. Okay? Now let's, let's talk about the games that's going to be the toughest, the toughest. The toughest games. That's going to be Alabama and Georgia. And let's just say you come up a little bit short. Don't want it to happen. I could beat Alabama, head in. I can't wait for that to happen. And Georgia. But let's just say you know. All right? That's two, that's two L's. So that's five and two. So now you have five other games, which will be Florida, LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Pittsburgh. You gotta win all of them. all of them to go ten and two if you go three and two against that five that's that's eight that's eight and four and a good season and a damn good season <laughs> in the reg- eight wins in regular in the season game. that's a damn good season for for where we are right now now two years from now probably not but like where we are right now that will be a damn good season with a chance to win nine games in the ball game so, you just got to kind of think this stuff out and what it's going to actually take to get to 10 wins. We're talking like SEC pounding on your body every week. You got to be 100% healthy for this to happen. Anyways, let me go to the phones. Good evening. Hey, Swain. Hey, Ben. What's up? Middle Good Tennessee evening, Rick. sir. Who are we talking to? Middle Tennessee Rick. Middle Tennessee Rick. Good to hear from you. Hope you're well. Yeah. Good to see you guys on there tonight. Um,
0: I'm going to stay with what you were just talking about, about the fan base and the expectations. Everybody needs to take a step back and realize what we had last year. We probably overachieved some. And this coming year, we are probably going to be a little better, but 10 wins. Like you guys said, it's going to be hard to do. That's hard to do. Very hard. And, uh, my question was, I want questions for both of you and Ben, what one player on defense and one player on offense for each of you to choose is going to surprise the fan base this year? Ooh. And I'm going to get off
2: your gas. Good to talk to you. I you're still doing this on Thursday night.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Ooh, that's a good one. Surprise. Surprise. And, and, and you got to think about that question. It's not. Who's gonna play well? Who's going to be a big time player? Who's gonna be a breakout player? It's surprise. So it's someone that you may not think is going to be a big time player, but he will be a big time player. That's a that's a that's a tough question to 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 answer. So yeah, we get, we really got to think about someone that we haven't talked about. In a positive light. That's my, what we have to do. My answer's uh,
0: I yes, I, I agree with your description of of this question, but I, I do think we have already talked about him. at, at least in my opinion. Who they're, they're on defense it's to Marion McDonald. Fans are not ah. expecting him to okay. <laughs> to have a big season, and I think he's gonna have a big season. Okay. okay. He, he would he would he would be my pick defensively. Okay. All right. Offensively and I don't, my answer is Jabari Small. A, I I don't think that, that at least right now, there's not an obvious to Marion McDonald type of player on offense for me. Maybe Walker Merrill, but I'm not fully convinced that that Walker Merrill is going to to have a big season. Uh, I I don't think Jalen Hyatt having a big year will surprise people. I don't think Brew McCoy having a big season will surprise people. Uh, You look along the offensive line, Maybe if Jeremiah Crawford or Gerald Mincy just absolutely turns into a dominating left tackle, then that would be the obvious answer. But you look across the rest of that line, and then you pretty much know what you're getting in Jerome Carvin, Cooper Mays, Javante Spragans, and and Darnell Wright. You know what you're getting in Hendon Hooker. So outside of Walker Merrill, I don't think that there's that obvious answer like it's Marion McDonald. For me, and the reason I say Jabari small, although – uh, he he is more of a household name is because last season everybody wanted Tyon Evans to play mm. and Jalen Wright to play. Mm. Uh, yes, oh yes, Jabari Small was was not quick enough. Mm. He 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 was that one cut guy. He didn't have enough twitch. He couldn't break off the long runs. Mm. Uh, that 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 was the the narrative. And then even his own coaching staff went and tried to get a Zach Evans, a guy with more burst. Uh, and and tried to add some dynamic ability to the room. So, like, yes, Jabari Small is a – I think people think of him as a – the reason for my answering is people think of him as a solid football player. I think he is much more than that, and I think he's going to prove that he is much more than a solid – Average football player. I think he's going to pro- prove to be a really, really good SEC football player. And to me, that's not how he's thought of at the moment. Now, maybe since you've been hyping him up on Twitter, people have started to change their 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 view on him. But towards the end of last year, and then over the off season, he just kind of viewed it as a solid guy. At okay. least in my opinion, that was
1: my perception.
0: Okay, I think right. he's going to prove more
1: than that. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's good. It's that's that's, that's that's good. Here's here's another thing to think about, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Josh Heupel's offense was so successful last year, taking a group of guys that the year before was in the 120s in offense, in the hundreds in offense, taking them and doing what he did last year, that any receiver who balls out, it won't be a surprise. (laughs) Like, because of the offense and what they did last year, it won't be a surprise. Like, you take any skill position player, it won't be a surprise. Because of the offense, how dynamic it was last year. You got two four seven talking about 10 season had the second best offense in the country. So like any skill position player who balls out, it won't be a surprise. So that's why I feel like you gotta go to the offensive line or something. <laughs> but I like Jabari small answer. And I like the Marion McDonald answer too. I do I, I I do like that one. I, I do like that one. I'm going to go with someone on the defensive line, though. I'm going to go with Mark Thomas. I'm going to be a little different. I like the little flashes I saw from him last year. I, I think people would be surprised if he if he just tore it up. I'm going to go with him. he got to be somebody on the defensive line. This Rodney Garner we talk about. they got to be a new guy that's going to step up and ball out. I'm going with Amar Thomas. How about that, Ben?
0: I like it because I, I the, the same logic that I applied to Jabari Small, I, I think it applies to Amari Thomas. P- people see the potential, but to this point has just been solid. Uh, and he has the potential to be a, a really, really great player, a really great SEC defensive lineman. And it would not surprise me at all if, if he became that because of his potential. But I, I do think it would also kind of come
1: out of nowhere to, to the – Casual fan, the, yeah. the casual observer. Yeah, yeah. We're here. We're here tonight. We was here today, three hours. We we was here for an hour and 47 minutes tonight. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow on Josh and Swain at 12 p.m. until 3. You can download the Sports Animal app and listen. The, there's a text feature there. I wonder, I wonder what happened, man. I wonder what what happened? I wonder, how, I wonder what was the motivation to get that text feature. It's awesome, by the way, uh, allowing good listeners to be able to interact, communicate with the show, ask questions without having to call. I think it's very convenient and great, great tool. So uh, that was rolled out last week. And uh, we use it for sure on Josh and Swain. So uh, the same number to call in to Sports Animals, same number you can text straight from your phone. Open up a new text message and, and hit us up. Uh, ben, time to go change some poopy diapers. And Oh, no, no, no. Knox had a big blowout in the middle of the show.
0: and He has already been changed. Thankfully. No, no.
1: Trust me, I appreciate ben. you. I appreciate you letting me off the hook for for one poopy diaper. No, you, you. It's another one coming. Oh, I know. There's another one coming. Don't even oh, worry. There's another one coming, and trust me, Savannah gonna say, "It's your turn, boo." <laughs> it, it's your turn. I did the last one. It's your turn. That's what she's gonna say, and I hope she does. Yeah. Okay, thank you for listening to to the show tonight. We miss y'all. We're glad that you joined us this evening. If you're listening on podcasts. I uh, hope that this podcast finds you uh, good health, good spirits. And um, for, for Ben McKee, Ben's doing some great things. We'll continue to do great things. Happy and proud of him and his family. And thank you so much for, for joining the show this evening. Swain event is fueled by Dead and Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Shout out to Dead and Barbecue because that was dinner today. Sorry, Ben. Didn't tell you about that. But it was awesome. Low T Center Studio, where I am. And shout out to Low T Center. For Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great evening. If you're listening on podcast, hope you're having a great day. We are out. Peace and much love.